Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 261, although it says 260, but it's really 261. And uh, we want to welcome you to the program. Um, we uh, hope you had a great holiday weekend, whether you were in Canada or the U.S., because uh, the holidays just kind of bookend the weekend here in North America. So that was that was good to see. Yes. So uh, we've got uh, Mr. Casey Green joining us from D.C. How are you today, sir? <laughs> I'm Not here. good, huh? Not good. <laughs> Casey is having a day, so don't judge him. He's uh, he's having a rough day, and it's not over yet. So uh, <laughs> you'll get through it, Casey. You'll get through it. We will. will. Yes, indeed. And want to say hello to Hockey Day uh, in the uh, chat. Um, he's provided us with the weather across the spectrum. Uh, yes. Mr. Patrick Connor cannot join us this evening, but he'll be back next week. And uh, Let's get to the news. Not right. uh, surprised that there's a bunch of Tesla news this week, as there is always. We're going to lead off with uh, Q2 uh, results. Uh, Tesla reported um, the uh, results for Q2 2022, and they were a little bit off. But we kind of knew that they were going to be a little bit off, based with uh, Shanghai uh, being down for five and a half weeks uh, out of the quarter. So uh, they just just a little bit under. What was the, the number there, Casey, for the total number uh, produced in the quarter? 263,000, was it? 200 and... Or 58. Uh, 263 was the estimate, and I had it on the table for a I looked at it. Uh, hang on, let me go to Tesla's site. But uh, what also happened is uh, they had their most productive June in history. So uh, even though they missed the overall number uh, in the quarter, uh, as they were scrambling, trying to make up lost time uh, and uh, lost production, uh, their June numbers were the highest ever. So uh, it was uh, kind of a certainly a mixed bag for them. So uh, here we go. Casey's got the numbers for us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 258 uh, and change uh, for the total. So yeah. uh, just uh, wasn't a record quarter uh, in a row. Uh, but, uh, again, five weeks off with their largest factory. Uh, not a big surprise that they were going to miss the quarter. But let's face it, um, Tesla's been over the hump for quite some time. Uh, this is not going to be an issue uh, I expect gangbuster numbers for quarter three um, as Austin and Berlin start to spool up again, giving themselves another three months of activity. Uh, and, of course, Shanghai being back at uh, close to full production again. Uh, a miss in this quarter, not a big deal. And as we saw from the stock uh, this week, not a big deal either. Uh, did a little bit of a bounce down, a bounce up. So nothing the stock market couldn't handle or, or expected uh, as well. So uh, it's uh, <clears throat> not, a, not a shock to anyone's system that um, the numbers were what they were. So Hockey Day is saying that they're saying that they did 80,000 in June from Shanghai. That's incredible. <clears throat> yep, yep. Yeah. It's uh, another, again, uh, a record. And again, because when they've gotten out of the lockdown, um, they were going as hard as they could. Uh, they oh, were yeah. going all shifts. And uh, they, it's just too much of a uh, – when you're shut down for five weeks, there wasn't enough to, 
enough time to catch up. But I imagine if they had another two weeks uh, right. onto that quarter, they probably could have caught up. But uh, at least at least matched it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, not a big deal because the next quarter, quarter three, is most likely going to be record breaking again. So uh, I I feel pretty confident uh, that those numbers are going to uh, uh, excel quite a bit. And and I don't see that changing in the future quarters either. Uh, right. With the spin up of the two factories, it's it's going to be that way for quite some time. So uh, we're looking forward to good good numbers going forward uh, in the uh, quarters for the rest of the year for sure, uh, if not in the entire uh, 2023. So one thing that stands out to me is it's not very often that they actually have a lower number of deliveries than production. I, I don't know how they do it, but <laughs> they usually sell more cars than they made. And uh, this is not one of those quarters. Uh, so, so I'm wondering if this is the beginning of Elon's uh, promise to stop doing the end of quarter pushes. Like, is this like the first light touch of doing that? Uh, I know they didn't stop because there were a couple of people in, in my circles that, um, that that they got told to come in for the car, and they're like, "Oh, well, you told me there was no car, so I went on vacation. I'll be back on Monday." They get back on Monday, and the car has already been sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, says, oh yeah, that's cool. We'll hold it. They don't hold yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're they're still. Um... They're still pushing. Well, they're still pushing in this quarter because uh, uh, Franz was even out selling cars or mm-hmm. delivering cars, my mistake. Uh, but uh, there, everybody was on deck uh, for this as they tried to push uh, into the quarter. Uh, didn't quite make it again, but uh, not seeing a, a big issue going forward. So uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think uh, anyone should be concerned at all. Yeah, just like Elon said, whatever, whatever quarter they come out in, uh, it's the quarter they sell in. It's yeah, so hopefully that's the case for Q3. Uh, next story, alternative routes. Um, this is a big thing uh, in many different uh, mapping softwares uh, where when you put a city-to-city uh, destination, uh, the, uh, the software usually gives you a couple of different routes to select from, um, yeah. whether you want to go highways or... Uh, skip toll roads or things of that nature are usually toggles inside of the uh, software, but they also give you a couple of different routes. If you could take a different highway here or there, uh, sometimes you get two or possibly three routes to select from, depending on what you want. Tesla, of course, has uh, its own navigation system. And to this point, when you put in a city to city, boom, you get one. That's it. And uh, that's the road it wants you to take. And of course, it's it's helped with uh, the Google Telematics, right? It's looking at the, the traffic situation and uh, can uh, route you different ways uh, based on that. And also during, if it's a longer trip in mid-route, you may be directed to get off the current route you're on and onto some other roads uh, to avoid an accident or a slowdown. So they, they kind of got this in there a little bit baked already, but... Um, uh, Tesla Nav apparently is now going to receive alternate route ability on the the outset, so the user could pick one of the routes that is provided, and uh, it would abide to that uh, for the start at least. Which so people have been asking is... for for ten years. Ten years. <laughs> kind of sounds like waypoints, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Someone real it. I said the magic word waypoints. Got someone upset. <laughs> Why did it take so darn long? <laughs> Curses, Elon. <laughs> exactly. So, so Green, uh, go ahead, Green, Casey. Green had a little video here. I haven't seen it yet. So hopefully, it's uh, instructive. But uh, 
Here's a video of him uh, selecting an alternative route, uh, resulting in this change of display. Uh, so far, the closest thing we can come to this is, is manually doing waypoints back before we had waypoints. Like, you can say, I want to go this far, and then decide again this far. Uh, or saying no HOV, no ferries, no toll roads. He's got his music on. So he wants to go to Best Buy. And, oh, okay. Just like uh, Google and Bing. Yeah. I like it. Not surprising because Google powers this. So uh, Google is a huge portion of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think they're like well, I would say it's probably like eighty percent of the input, other than like the, the Tesla traffic, um, like where it pulls all the cars in the area. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming. It used soon, to be an old tom tom. <laughs> coming soon to an update near you. Uh, you'll yeah. be getting some uh, some alternatives uh, routes on Nav. So that'll be interesting to see, as it makes its way to the cars itself. And speaking of getting to the cars itself, uh, Casey, uh, do you know about this uh, green chi- green light yes. chime? What's yes. this about? So I, I, I probably told you guys about this a long time ago, about a year or two, how on the FSD-equipped vehicles, if the light turns green, uh, the car would go bing. And, and for a while, it wouldn't actually act on that. It would just let you know, and then you could pull the stock, and it would keep going, or uh, it was just referential but then eventually they made it into uh, navigate on autopilot and uh, and full self driving um, in cars that are equipped with the FSD option. Well, now all cars with hardware um, three or at least the you know the, the eight cameras uh, are are now able to two point five then right. So two point five computers and up uh, are now going to let you know if the light turns green. Uh, it's a, a slight little chime. Uh, very similar to the mouse fart when uh, when you're about to run somebody over in your blind spot, but <laughs> it's there. It's actually a little louder, <laughs> and and so then you can verify with your eyes that it actually is green. It does make mistakes, uh, not not anywhere near like it used to, uh, but verify it. And also make sure there's nobody running the light, and and then you can proceed, which is nice. Ah, so that's going to be pushed out to all Teslas uh, with the eight cameras or the two point yes. five hardware. Right. Uh, so even if you don't have uh, full self-drive uh, or autopilot, that's going to be now within the car. I think you have to have free autopilot. Uh, I think if you elected to, for during that brief period, we turned off all autopilot, I don't know that it will be for those folks. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be the test for that because I don't have autopilot. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when I bought my car, um, autopilot was an add-on. Yeah. Uh, there was no option when the 2018 Model 3s came out. Uh, you had one of two choices. You had the regular autopilot or you had the enhanced autopilot. Uh, and, of course, at that point, there was no FSD option. Right. So there were two options. I didn't opt for either. So, so yours doesn't have any auto steer? Nope. Okay. But I do have hardware 2.5. So it's a great test. Let's find out. I will be able to check that out when that update actually comes. So yours is a unicorn. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Tesla unicorns, let me tell you. <laughs> How can, they say, how can they say you should have bought it? And I'm, I'm saying that after you get a chance to test this, you should buy it while it's cheap. <laughs> or cheaper, I should say. Cheaper. Uh, cheaper enhanced Autopilot yeah. is on, on sale. <laughs> uh, China uh, has just hit uh, its uh, 1,200th supercharger stall. So uh, that's at 370-plus uh, locations throughout the uh, country. Um, so, again, here's Tesla hard at work. Uh, in China, uh, producing superchargers to uh, connect the population. And uh, we haven't heard a whole lot about um, how uh, 
how the China third-party charging network works. Haven't heard really much at all, really. Well, they what exists? For uh, it. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's. I wonder, are there a couple of different ones? Uh, are there multiple networks? Um, Is it run by the I government? Really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it's run by the government. They've, they've got this weird communist capitalist uh, hybrid going on. Well, it's a hybrid, so who knows? Uh, there right. may be. Uh, there may be some. Uh, there may be uh, uh, some monies offered to charging networks that operate in a certain way. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. But but uh, Tesla is pushing ahead with its own agenda, as they've done here in North America and Europe, uh, where they're populating the superchargers where they believe their customers are and where, where it would be a benefit uh, uh, to their network. So, yeah. um, so on, your, on your Chinese cars, you get uh, two ports. You get the uh, European plug and you get the Chinese plug. And on the older cars, like mine, there would actually be what looks like a fuel door. It's like a, a body panel that flips out. It's motorized, just like your, your uh, charge port door. And, and then inside, it's got two ports. But uh, on the newer cars, like the Model 3 and the Refresh S and X, uh, they've got kind of staggered uh, diagonal in, inside the, the larger charge port door cover that you have on, on the Model 3s. Yeah. yeah. So, um, again, uh, great... Um, a great speed that Tesla's adding superchargers, not just in Europe and North America, but also China. So uh, they're filling up the network uh, worldwide. Um, so, uh, I, and actually, um, I think it was over the weekend, I uh, saw some updates on uh, Europe pushing further and further um, to the uh, east of Europe. So, uh, yeah, multiple, multiple new sites opening and not stopping, uh, which is, which is great. Want to see that continue. I wonder what happened to the Russian um, supercharged stations. Remember, they didn't well, have that many to begin with. And there's only one in Russia, and that is in the suburb of Moscow. And as far as the um, the website is concerned, it's still operating. Mm. But that's there's only one, and uh, it still exists as far as the uh, the mapping goes. Anyways, yeah. although it's an island, you can't really get there via supercharging. It's too far out from Europe, and of course. Europeans traveling into Russia lately, probably not happening at all. Right, right. Obviously, the, the development of, of said network has, has been uh, put on pause. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I was curious uh, if they had, one, improved it at all, and two, what, what the current status was of the network. Like, uh, I just I was blasting through, saw a headline about um, uh, the, the, the McDonald's that have been uh, kept open after they tried to pull out, uh, are, are serving moldy food. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, Allegedly, again, it was a headline. It doesn't matter. We can't. We got no connection, so we don't have to worry about them. Pulling us, those we tell them go pans, pound sand. Yeah, no problem. Sponsorships <laughs> here for that. But uh, next story, I think Casey's got a grip on this and something he'll be quite happy with. When yeah. you're on autopilot or FSD, uh, there is now the option. Uh, as the software rolls out, that uh, what's it going to do? Yeah. So uh, there's a limited new feature where the car is mapping uh, potholes and, and, and rough road and uploading that back to the Tesla fleet. And uh, the Model S and Model X, especially the new ones, they have the Raven and up. They have a, a more reactive suspension than, than the older cars like mine. And... Uh, the car will pre uh, pre-tune the suspension for for that based on the data that's in the uh, in the map for the Tesla the Tesla map. Okay, as you yeah. approach. 
Yeah. If it's already been driven and been mapped, they'll say, hey, you know, you need to be looser here, you need to be tighter there. Uh, and then my car has been driving around debris as it sees it lately. So, I mean, it's, it's always done that, but not very consistently. Now it's extremely consistent. It's like uh, I can see something in the road or I can see uh, an obvious pothole. Like, like it's got good contrast, good lighting. The car will just kind of offset a little bit. And uh, again, it's like if it's perfect. So I'm still always ready to take over, but I find that the car has actually moved over before I have to break the steering away. So the start yeah, of so the this, system is good. This would come up, of course, because uh, when you're in autopilot, uh, sometimes the car is just laser set on in the middle, right? Uh, just going down the middle of the lane. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you could move to the left or the right a little bit to avoid a big pothole as a human, you're going to do that. Yes. Uh, but, um, of course, autopilot was just plowing right through. Yeah. So uh, this is something that Elon was asked about is, hey, wh why can't the cameras pick up the potholes and start to map this? So it looks like uh, that's going to be a feature as time goes along. Yeah. There was a, uh, a Machine Vision article that uh, I think it was Andre Kaparthi uh, shared uh, that showed you how to do this live real time with, like, uh, a really budget cell phone uh, camera and, and processor. And so if they can do it with, with that little bit of power, there, there is that much to spare on, on the Tesla system, especially if they integrate it with something else. And yeah. uh, so that was kind of cool to see him go from, hey, this is cool, to, hey, we're starting to implement this thing here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next, uh, Casey, yeah. what's this about a solar trailer? Exactly. So let's, uh, let's pull up a picture here. Sorry, I had a picture, but I wanted one that didn't have logos all over it. <laughs> there we go. So uh, Tesla is basically participating in an industry event, doing recruiting. Uh, they're showing off uh, the 4680s, trying to hire people. And outside of the event was this. Uh, it appears to be a fold-out, slide-out uh, solar trailer. Big Tesla logo on it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, a Mercedes uh, style logo, is it not? Yes, like it's, it's exactly. that big. <laughs> uh, it's got a squishy on the front, so uh, so you can uh, uh, power power your internet and, and 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 recharge. It's unknown whether there are any batteries or not, and, and it's been estimated that you could get anywhere between two to uh, uh, six kilowatt um, uh, from the array there, and then. If you run that for a couple hours, you can put a good 20, 30 miles in your car. Yeah, so this was uh, displayed in Germany at a, yeah. a, tra a trade event. Yeah, and it's, it's, looking, it's looking like the um, the panels are standard size. There's nine of them. Yes. Um, so you've got this fold-out ability. Yeah, and there's the cutout of the uh, Model Y was there as well. Um, but uh, someone had mentioned, hey, this would be... This would be a fantastic addition to um, an aid package for a uh, uh, natural disaster, for example. What if you yeah. had a few of these you could roll in uh, and uh, place so that people could charge their cell phones? Mm -hmm. uh, they could charge small uh, devices, uh, computers, charge up batteries, and uh, provide them with some free Wi-Fi uh, that would be connected via the, the connected Starlink. That would be ideal uh, imagine for, how, and, and it's highly portable yeah imagine how much easier the instructions would have been on 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 uh, mobile starlink 
uh, in Ukraine, if they have this, they could be like, hey, just roll this out of the plane, and, uh, and, and there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, versus versus what they did do, which wasn't, you know, it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't exactly uh, uh, easy for for anyone who's not comfortable working with electricity. And uh, so then the next detail came to be like, well, when can I get one of these? Where 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 is Tesla selling these? Uh, Casey's already ready to put the deposit down. Right, so they they aren't exactly planning to sell this anytime soon. So I said, fine, I'll make my own, and uh, I went ahead and got with my pops, and, uh, and and we're gonna sketch something out this uh, this weekend, get together a, a build sheet, and then uh, and then make some plans, and then see if we actually go through with it because uh, the panels aren't aren't cheap these days. <laughs> uh, well, they're, they're not they're not they're not terrible. They're but not, they, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand it, and because you, like. What would you do with the if, if you had nine panels? Um, mm-hmm. What would you hook it up to your array at home? Uh, at my house, uh, yeah, probably. But I, I, I would right now, like at this uh, townhouse, it's in the way of where the car parks. So right, <laughs> uh, I'd have to park, plug, plug the car into it. But if you if you had the option of rolling this maybe uh, when it was collapsed into your backyard, mm-hmm. uh, then you could un- unfurl it uh, exactly. to get the nine panels um, and just run a cable. You know, into your battery system, boom, you're, you uh, have a, you're set. You have a generator inlet outlet, uh, which we already would uh, for it being South Carolina. We don't yet, but we, we it would be a good thing to have and have it in the backyard so that people don't just abscond with your generator. And then uh, instead of burning fossil fuels, because we want a future free from fossil fuels, plug yes, this in <laughs> and then uh, recharge the house. Not a bad thing. So yeah. uh, I'll keep you updated on, on that project with uh, wherever it goes. As uh, Mark and I were discussing before the show, there are a lot of really uh, turnkey electrical solutions uh, nowadays that are really robust, built for automotive, so you don't have to worry about, oh, well, what if you're running down the road and some wiring chafes? Now you've got a fire that's dragging behind you on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. That's you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of solar is really starting to take off, uh, not for just home use, but for trailers, um, for camping, uh, for for many things. Uh, because uh, having a having a small battery uh, that would allow you to get yourself through the night, and then the solar charges it up again during the day, uh, exactly. is is uh, quite advantageous for everybody uh, involved, uh, remote campsites or not. So uh, it's it's starting to happen for yeah. sure. Another thing I was telling Mark before the show is uh, this battery stack behind me. Uh, let me light it up. There we go. It uh, it was partially powered by solar today. I finally, uh, finally, not not just today, but today is when I actually let it go for a whole day. We um, finally hooked it up this weekend, and uh, it's a portable system. So we've got these little fold-out suitcase uh, panels. Uh, they're each 160 watts. So all all today was putting up up to 300 watts into the system and. Uh, recharging the batteries, running the office, and so this show is partially sunlight powered today. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, and then of course when you had me with the bookshelf on the other side of me, uh, it was always solar powered because my house is covered in panels. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to see if uh, the trailer catches on. Uh, we'll watch for Casey's project, but we'll see if uh, Tesla maybe gets an enough people asking them about it that uh, maybe it'll become a product down the road as well because they have all the components. Uh, not a big deal, I would think. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, like it, like it, it was takes away parts. from some of their core uh, interest rate at this moment, but uh, I think that yeah. might be a, a good little side thing for them. We'll have cool. to see. 
it would also be uh, one of their first forays into vehicle to grid. Yep. Or it could be. It wouldn't necessarily would be, but it could be even could with be. their box of spare yeah. parts. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the Honda CRV and I think the Toyota Rav4 as well were both box of parts uh, cars. They they were made from spare parts that were already on the line. It's, there's precedent. Come on, Tesla. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Next, uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, the White House uh, submitting a paper uh, last week uh, that uh, outlined uh, some of the advantages of solar and uh, what has been happening uh, lately uh, with uh, charging infrastructure as well. And uh, there was a paragraph in this white paper that specifically uh, addressed Tesla. Uh, they talked a little bit about uh, Giga Buffalo and uh, its ability to produce uh, not only solar panels, uh, but uh, the supercharger network. Uh, so they discussed about um, how uh, Buffalo is contributing uh, to these uh, charging networks by producing the units, the stalls themselves. Uh, for Tesla uh, in all of North America. And uh, they had indicated uh, the number of jobs uh, that are being employed uh, in the Buffalo area, as well as, this is uh, key, uh, they had indicated that uh, Tesla would be modifying the supercharger in order to allow uh, non-Tesla vehicles to use the supercharging network in North America specifically. And they had indicated in the white paper that uh, they believe that this will uh, start to happen, get this, by the end of this year. So 2022 is when they expect some of these modifications uh, to reach the North American market. So uh, that's exciting news uh, that uh, Tesla will maybe uh, be able to uh, offer people in non-Teslas, the ability to charge on the network, and for Tesla to actually recoup some costs uh, for superchargers that are not used all that often. Um, Certainly, Tesla has this data. We've talked about this before. Uh, There are places in North America where the Tesla network is greatly underutilized, uh, and there are certainly other areas of the country where it's it's overutilized. But uh, at least Tesla has the information on this in their database and they would be able to choose which one makes sense, uh, where it makes sense, and uh, what time it makes sense. So there's a whole number of things at play here, but what I'm most curious about is how they're gonna integrate the CCS charger uh, into the network, uh, and how they're gonna get by the issue that we've even seen in some of the test beds in Europe, uh, where people have to block certain chargers because the cable is not long enough to reach the charge port on that non-Tesla vehicle in some cases. Um, Sometimes they have to block two spots, sometimes three. Um, So uh, that's going to be interesting to see what Tesla does. Are they going to add a second cable to the supercharger uh, boxes? Uh, Like we've seen in some, um, I believe it's European nations, where we've seen the dual charger head. Yeah, uh, V2 superchargers in, in Europe. Yep. Yeah. So uh, is that going to be the case uh, or is it going to be some sort of other design? Is it going to be uh, is it going to be that Tesla requires anybody uh, has to buy the $300 uh, converter plug? Who knows? Yeah. 
So uh, Elon, Elon had said while spitballing in the past that uh, either either we would uh, have an adapter that we could purchase, or they would have one at the supercharger uh, until it gets stolen. So obviously he was uh, thinking about the fact that human nature is is uh, not going to allow that thing to, to be there as a utopia. And then um, then I don't know if he dismissed the idea of adding cables to all the stalls or at least the portion of stalls that are participating uh, like they did in Europe, but. Uh, it's another possibility. Yeah, like obviously there's an expense in either, you know, either way. And then there's of course a convenience factor. And as you mentioned, if it's a uh, if it's a plug that stays in the supercharger, it's going to get stolen. Like there's yeah. no doubt in my mind. So that's going to be a, uh, an exercise in futility, I believe. Um, yeah. Hope they don't go that direction. I think but, the cleanest uh, might be the dual heads and just make the CCS one longer. That way. Uh, we don't have station blockage. Yeah, I, I so, think I think that the American superchargers still have the, uh, the the cutout for the second cable to be put in there. That would make sense, probably. Um, and of course, there's nothing saying that they have to outfit all of the supercharger, yeah. right? You do two to four, yeah. That's right. You know, depending on uh, depending on the size of it and the location. And of course, the data that starts to show up as they put them in operation. Maybe they they just add two at a time mm -hmm. until they fulfill the need. So some some, some diesel bro. Uh, so hockey day for those of you on on audio. Hockey day said, "What about a vending machine so you can buy the adapters on site?" And, I, and I'm suggesting that some diesel bro is going to jack the whole machine at that point. <laughs> Throw a chain around it and pull it out. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then have a sale on uh, have a sale on Craigslist. <laughs> well, especially what Tesla's bound to charge for these things. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I hope this is I hope this information is is valid that Tesla is still looking to roll this out uh, by the end of the year. Uh, I think it would be a a benefit again if Tesla is conscientiously looking at where to place these based on volume, based on use. Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be a win uh, for both the consumer and for Tesla uh, as well. The other benefit I see is people that are using or decide that I'm just going to sign up for the supercharger to you know charge my Bolt or charge my e-tron or whatever. I think that's going to be free advertising for Tesla too, as to look at the reliability of this network uh, that you've signed up to. You never run into the issues that third-party chargers do. It's yeah. always available. It's always running. Uh, it, you know, their next car is probably going to be a Tesla, uh, based on, uh, you know, look at these other Teslas. They're pulling in. They're filling up quicker. They're leaving quicker, and, uh, and they get a better rate than me. So uh, right. all those things may combine uh, to Tesla being their next car as well. So I think that's especially if they work during power outages, like a lot of the Tesla sites do. <laughs> Exactly. So I think there's a lot of pluses here for them to get involved with. I think so. Next, Casey, what's this about uh, FSD in the tunnel? So I've been saying for all of this time that uh, eventually there will be no drivers in the in the in the boring loops. Uh, so somebody had asked uh, uh, Owen Sparks on Twitter to ask Elon about. Uh, he said, "How long until they are using FSD in the tunnels?" And then Elon tweeted back. Elon tweeted back, maybe this year, maybe later this year. Is that what you wanted? You wanted some milk? 
<laughs> she wanted a tunnel ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, later this year. That's uh, that's kind of interesting. That yeah. um, and, and we've always you've mentioned this several times. Why would this not be the first step of FSD? You've got you've got a single lane. You've got a one direction tunnel. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to navigate a parking lot at the end. Like, there's, no, uh, there's no other cars except your cars, and the, yep. the, the only other unknown obstacle is pedestrians, which you're already good at. Because and it's privately owned. <laughs> yes, the government doesn't care because you're exactly. in a private loop owned by you, underground uh, or, or controlled by you. Minimum, right, minimum. right, right. Underground or in what is uh, technically a parking lot, uh, and not just a parking lot, but a limited access parking lot. So it's not like again that there's going to be any other cars or any pedestrians that are not crossing the path. Uh, aren't going to be regularly there unless you know you've got you might have like some streaker or somebody who comes in and that's that's trespass that's not something you have to plan for but the car can already do it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah it just makes sense that uh that this would be the first uh, foray into full self-driving um yeah. makes less and of course once they get it down pat uh that's going to reduce the costs of the uh, system to run as well because uh, drivers will not be required at that point and then right. they only have to supply the equipment, and right. uh, they'll off be off and running. So, right. and, and Vegas uh, was already was already counting on this as well. You notice that when they did their renewal for their contract, they only renewed for one year because they were counting on the price dropping on the next renewal. That's right. Yeah, that that, that implies no driver. Where yeah. else are you going to drop your prices from? Uh, another another uh, point to that is that uh, right now the tunnel. Tunnels are getting ready to expand under Vegas to uh, the whole 55-mile complex that was proposed. That's 55 miles and, and just a sheer white straight, maybe occasional turns, uh, just tunnel. With occasional, you'll see a station go by or have to watch out for pedestrian. Uh, we've seen that, that humans are Is bad. it 55 miles or 55 stops? Oh, good point. I think it stops. Stops, yes. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we've seen that that uh, that humans are really bad at paying attention to monotony, and then we had the 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 case where the uh, the Uber safety driver was not doing their their what they were supposed to do, and 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 somebody lost their life, and so uh, what we're going to see at first, probably knowing the way that the Tesla runs, we'll see this FSD turn on in with the safety driver, just like you have with all of us random Joe Smos up above ground. And then once once it hits the metrics that they want, then we'll start to see them phase out and start to turn on the full robo taxi experience. That's yeah. that's my theory. That's not what Elon's saying. He just said maybe later this year. That's all he said. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another sub story to the boring company here in Las Vegas is that of course uh, the new station has opened up uh, that we touched on uh, previously uh, at the um, the Resorts World. Um, so there's some few pictures of that available as well. Uh, you can uh, see those pictures uh, through our Twitter feed uh, at the Tesla Life or our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life numeral one. If you subscribe to either of those, you can get updates uh, throughout the week uh, as we uh, as we find them and post them. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting that uh, they they think that digging on the rest of the project uh, could begin as early as uh, January of 2023. So it sounds like they're going to be doing some planning to that point. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where that starts uh, with how many, maybe multiple tunneling or boring machines, or if they're going to start maybe at, at one particular point, like the airport, 
Yeah. And just, you know, start finishing off stops uh, as they go. And then they could start using the tunnels immediately uh, as soon as the uh, as they're done with one portion and then uh, continue on from that as the other tunnel is operating. I think that would be ideal. That would be awesome, actually, because right now the only uh, extension outside of the convention center is, is a one-lane tunnel. So if the whole thing is a one-lane loop, just like a subway or a train, uh, and then you come back and get the other tunnels through, like the, the other direction, then you can then can route it intelligently, like like packets, basically, versus like like trains where you're stuck. <laughs> you have to go this way. If you want to go from stop A to stop Z, you got to go through them all. Uh, whereas with the with the loop as designed, as advertised, uh, and as it works at the at the fully functional stations, uh, if you want to stop at one, uh, you can skip. You don't have to. It's not a train. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think they'll probably do. You know, I I suspect it'll be dual tunnels the whole way. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like you were saying, if they only have one tunnel boring tunnel, then might as well get the number of stops up first, and then just intelligently. Uh, flip yeah. the direction that they travel, and then go back and get the second loop, and then run them normally at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, Anders. Welcome to the show. Hello, Derek, and JT as well. Yes. Uh, what do we got next here after the FSD? FCC. Update? Yes. FCC. Yes. What is going on with this? Uh, so this is, I guess this is something with DISH Networks, right? Yeah, so DISH is trying to take their 12 gigahertz spectrum that they have authorized for their satellites and use it for uh, for for cell phones. But the characteristics of the spectrum don't lend themselves to being translated from point down to broad broadcasts uh, out the side. And so what's going to happen there is, is you can have uh, up to 70% signal reduction on your Starlink if they are allowed to go through with this. So myself and several other folks uh, responded to responded to Starlink's request to write our Congress critters and, uh, and, and, and tell them why this would be damaging to us. And, and for me, I, I said, you know, hey, this is critical to my day job. I do critical support. And, uh, and if that is missing, then people will get hurt. And that's right. My connection is lost or, or is, um, is not reliable anymore. Right. I mean, that's the reason I have two connections. And it, it, I've failed over to Starlink a couple times since I got it, which is just trippy. And, and I'm glad it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in mission critical things, uh, you're, you know, you're certainly uh, you're certainly going to have a, uh, a problem uh, if they uh, start messing with the spectrum signals. Um, I think I think Elon had mentioned something like about uh, 70 some percent of uh, communication could be disrupted uh, yes. if they went with this plan. So uh, he had asked people to reach out and write their congressmen uh, and state officials, as you have done, and I guess you and 80,000 other 80, people. 80,000 uh, people. So there's uh, quite a few uh, people have written in. Um, I don't know if that's a record or not, but uh, certainly it's going to get someone's attention. Yeah, I got, I got my first response back from a senator uh, this afternoon. Okay. At least it wasn't. Uh, Lindsey Graham usually misgenders me and tells me to go pound sand, uh, but I'm not in South Carolina right now, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Miss Green, go do this. Uh, we don't care. I'm like, well, one and two, and you go pound sand, Lindsey. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't actually reply because it's not going to be 
productive communication. No, it won't be. <laughs> Trust me, it will not be for sure. You threaten a senator, go to jail. <laughs> you don't want to get. You don't want to go down that road. All I did was repeat what he said. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a senator. He can do that. Exactly. That's right, Andrew. Just hit the like button. <laughs> oh man. Uh, next, uh, we're going to take a look at. Oh yes, this is interesting. Uh, Monroe and Associates, the uh, teardown kings out of Detroit, uh, have uh, got themselves a forty-six eighty. Model Y out of Texas. Mm -hmm. So they had uh, one of their listeners apparently had indicated that they got uh, an order uh, for the 4680 uh, Model Y and it asked uh, the Monroe group if they wanted to buy it, uh, which they happily did. Uh, picked the vehicle up on uh, Friday and drove it back to Detroit uh, for the Sunday, I think. And then they commenced on the teardown. Uh, so there's already a video up. Uh, you can watch that through the link uh, that we provided in the show notes. And uh, what's interesting here is that um, they were debating about whether or not you could actually just unscrew the battery pack from underneath, lower the vehicle, lower the pack, and of course the seats would come with it. Uh, they had a bet internally that there's probably more to it than that, but that's all there is to it. Uh, <laughs> so the video actually shows them perform this, and it shows just the gasket that is in place all around the battery pack that seals the bottom to the frame or the two giga castings uh, where the structural battery uh, just mounts on with 40 some bolts. Uh, so it's uh, it was, it's an interesting video to watch. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next video where they are going to be tearing into the actual battery compartment. So ripping the, uh, the uh, cover off the top, which they believe is is quite uh, solid, uh, oh, yes. solidly in place. They think there's going to be some damage in getting that cover off, uh, but getting into the cavity to show the 4680s, the new cooling system uh, is going to be uh, interesting to watch. Uh, on this video they've already made, they were making comments about how Tesla has taken advantage, full advantage of the uh, mega castings on the front and the back to actually even route uh, wiring, uh, coolant lines, uh, right into the actual casting where there's places to screw into the casting to attach these lines. Uh, so they've really thought about all the different departments that have to use these sections and what these castings uh, could have added to them in order to uh, help these different departments do their job uh, with the cooling or with the electrical distribution for the Model Y. Um, and then shortly after that video was released, Elon had made a comment about how the uh, the uh, Giga castings and the structural battery pack has still not been completely optimized. There are more things that they're going to be integrating over the period of time that they make the vehicle. So not a surprise here. Tesla does this with everything as they notice things that can be added to make things better or modified uh, to... Uh, add functionality they they typically do and elon was just uh, voicing that this is no different for the model y uh at texas that they're going to be uh doing some more optimization to the system overall so part of their business plan uh, like a little tiny footprint says make monroe buy lots of cars <laughs> <laughs> they keep changing stuff exactly so, so I yeah i don't think monroe's keeping them in business but they're certainly no. buying a lot of teslas that's that's <laughs> for sure 
so one one thing that came to mind, uh, like like I haven't seen the video yet. It's like, well, this is another uh, benefit to moving everything uh, into the penthouse. As far as the uh, the the twelve volt the DC to DC converter is all already sitting right on top of the battery pack, and now the whole interior sits on top of the battery pack. So the power seats, the console power, all that is doesn't have very far to go. Exactly. <laughs> it's already there. There's even a there's even they show how the the center console actually has two bolts at the back that come out and then the console slides back from the instrument panel. Mm-hmm. So it shows how, how when it's raised up, you just slide it forward so it connects with the instrument panel. You put in the two screws and boom, you're done. The HVAC wow. is hooked up. Nice. So very cool. So I'm curious, uh, I'm curious if, if, they, can. if they did it all with reverse engineering or if they were able to, you know, because they, they do have the service manuals up for free now. I, I, I got to believe that they've looked at every resource before they started to tear it apart. Um, you know, they didn't just get in there with a blowtorch and right. things. <laughs> well, they're uh, they're really knowledgeable. I mean, like they, yeah. they're, 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 there's certain techniques, and they're like, hey, you know, this is how most people do it, and they chose to do it this way. Uh, we found and, out and with of X-rays. course, Sandy and group was at the uh, the Texas rodeo, uh, yeah. Cybertruck rodeo. So I think that they might have uh, been taking some of the photos of the uh, yeah. cutouts and such, and getting all ready for this because they knew yeah. they were going to do it. Exactly. So. I'm excited. I'll be watching this too. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, that kind of wraps up our last story as well. I just yeah, had uh, mentioned that Elon <laughs> was was uh, indicating that there's more optimizations to come. Uh, just kind of combine that with the previous story. Made sense? Uh, uh, connect to it. So Derek's asking if Tesla uses lithium now instead of lead. Yes. So all the new cars, um, well, I don't want to say all the new cars, but at least all the, the all the cars that have been refreshed. So the the... The um, the Texas Model Y, some of the Model Threes uh, and, and Model Ys, like the ones out of China, uh, they are all uh, lithium cells, and then all the refreshed uh, S and X are are lithium uh, twelve volt batteries. Yeah. So Miss Miss Green is man, she's vocal today, isn't she? She is. She is <laughs> telling me what to do. Yes, indeed. <laughs> At least she waited until the show was over. Well, she was, she's been so good other times. It's just, yeah. uh, I guess we mentioned something she was not happy about. Tunnels and um, what was the other one? It's on cue. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see. Um, exactly. That, yeah, she made her point. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to see that, uh, Tesla is still innovating. Like this is a nonstop thing. Um, and, uh, great to see, not surprised, uh, because they've done this with other models, other vehicles, uh, other processes. So, uh, glad to see that this is alive and well, um, still wondering how the 4680 ramp up is really like really going, uh, is production getting into, uh, uh, where they want it to be, uh, will it get there within a certain period? Obviously, they're a little bit behind, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see as Texas uh, continues to roll out uh, a little further at a time as to whether or not those uh, the SR deliveries of the Model Y are increasing. Uh, at, uh, you know, they're now able to produce the uh, 2170 long range there as well. Uh, so uh, certainly the volume of Model Ys being shipped out of there should uh, start to uh, skyrocket. But uh, I'm really interested to see how the 4680 line actually 
um, uh, progresses, if we'll get little nuggets of information as time goes along as to how well that implementation is going. Because we all know that, th that the company's future prospects rely upon the 4680 success uh, because it brings the costs down so dramatically. The other thing that uh, Monroe and Associates uh, commented upon is when they lowered the entire battery pack with the console, with the seats, everything bolted to it, they were shocked that it was only 1,200 pounds because they're saying that some of the other manufacturers, just their battery part is double that. So uh, that's... Oh, yeah, uh, like we saw with the uh, Mustang and the, yeah. and the F-150. So this is something that uh, is... Uh, is uh, another innovation right if if you lower the weight by a thousand pounds you get that much more efficiency out of the vehicle you don't have to put as many batteries in it to get the same mileage all those right. things are combined and of course if the cost has gone down as well Profit man goes talk up. about wins everywhere across the board for tesla so uh this is going to be fun to see is that 4680 uh continues there was a report that samsung has sent tests to Tesla uh, with the 4680 uh, 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 format already for a Tesla to review. So we've got we've got Samsung, we've got uh, Panasonic, we've got uh, LG, we've got a whole bunch of people. That BYD, are looking, BYD uh, that are looking Cattle. at producing <laughs> these different uh, different style of batteries. So uh, yeah, they're just gearing up to, and they have to have tens of millions, hundreds of millions of these batteries uh, in order to get them into uh, the number of cars that Tesla is going to move over this next uh, year, two years, three years. The, the number just keeps ramping up. Definitely. It's going to be an exciting uh, journey to watch, that's for sure. But uh, one other thing you mentioned is like you, you need less raw materials. Like You don't need as much stiffening. You don't need as much labor. Uh, then it weighs less, so you need less batteries. And it's just a... Just like with the, the rocket equation where all of a sudden you know you add this and you add fuel and fuel for the fuel and it's the opposite, you know, hey, you know, yeah took stuff out. So now we don't need X, Y, and Z. We can make it smaller and like, like and that's where, that's where Tesla it. differs from other manufacturers, is that yes, some other manufacturers are, are absolutely producing vehicles that can do the three hundred miles, yeah. but they're just throwing batteries at the problem. They're not looking at um, Hummer. <laughs> they're, they're not looking at actually reducing weight. Uh, mm -hmm. They're looking at hit, hitting a threshold of mileage, and whatever batteries it takes is going to take. Tesla stepped back and said, "We're going to need hundreds of millions of batteries. That is going to be our number one constraint. How do we make these batteries more efficient? How do we make them cheaper? How do we make them lighter? How can we make them quicker? All that." Uh, is what they've been working at now. I don't doubt other manufacturers will start to look at some of these issues as time goes along, but as Tesla is looking at these third and fourth generation issues to solve, these other manufacturers are just getting their first or possibly second generation vehicle into play. So they are they are behind uh, and they continue to be behind as Tesla takes these extra steps uh, to start looking at how their product can improve uh, by the advancements uh, that they have laid out in front of them. So it's uh, another another reason that Tesla continues to, to lead the way. And I, I certainly hope for them to continue because they are solving problems for the next and further generation of EVs uh, in their future. Absolutely. 
So uh, Hockey Day is asking, do we think that Tesla has built multiple prototypes of the semi lately? I think there are multiple. Like, how many is multiple? I, I, I bet you there's probably six of them or so uh, that they have out there. Um, yeah. Hasn't been a lot of talk about Frito-Lay using it, even though the Mega Charger has been up and running. Um, yeah. Haven't heard much of the, uh, and I kind of believe there's drones flying around that plant 24-7, waiting to see the first truck uh, that uh, hooks up to a trailer and heads down the road. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been quiet on that front as to how many there are, uh, or uh, when Frito-Lay slash Pepsi is going to start using it. Yeah, I would, I would say it looks like, from what I'm seeing, it looks like Tesla took Pepsi's trucks and is now going to replace them because <laughs> uh, the the new ones uh, they, from the, what well, the people are the you know the the people who mind the numbers the nerds uh, they were saying that uh, you know those those are different numbers than the ones we saw earlier so it's not like they just retooled those with the current uh, spec it's like these are them but uh, they've got Tesla's number on them instead of Pepsi's number and, and we see them running up and down the road you wouldn't really want to uh, other than yeah. a, a test drive you wouldn't really want to be using the customer's truck to no. Deliver no. cars and, and I, I think cars. probably uh, Pepsi's quite aware of mm. uh, of where Tesla is, and it, you know they obviously would like their truck. They yeah, but they also understand that this is a, a first step for Tesla into the semi, and that uh, they don't want to pick up a lemon or have to return exactly. it to, to get things fixed. They'd much rather Tesla do some uh, field training and and uh, confirm that their uh, calculations are correct on the semi. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is have these things live half their life in the shop when you've got uh, you know, personnel that are attached to them, and now all of a sudden, these people are idling half the time. You can't afford to pay them that way. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, plus, if you tell them, "Hey, this one's better than the one we promised you," uh, that even feels even better. So it's like, "Come on, yeah, let's do this." Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they're working closely together. Uh, at least the communication is open uh, as to uh, what's going on. But uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that starting pretty soon. Hopefully, knock on wood. <laughs> With that, uh, let's wrap her up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point. Press that subscribe button if you haven't. It helps us out. It doesn't cost you a dime, and you're supporting the channel. So we would really appreciate that. That gets us in front of more eyeballs, and that's uh, what we're after here. Uh, Casey, any shout-outs here at the end? Of course. Uh, first, obviously, uh, track us at the Tesla Life on Twitter. Um, I've got some more videos coming out, obviously, every Sunday at 1.10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, for my pre-recorded videos, I've picked up this new 360 camera. So you know 360 cameras aren't exactly new to my channel, but uh, hopefully this one is clearer than all the others, as promised. And uh, what I plan to do with it is for the in-car shots, um, the GoPro for the uh, for the dash view, they, they don't seem to catch enough of the environment, and they don't catch enough of the dash. And then when you turn the car, they want to, like, help. <laughs> so... Uh, a, a, a camera that just sees everything at once, I think, might be easier. I can just aim it after the fact, and, then, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, whenever she lets me edit a video, but uh, it's also not 8K <laughs> like my last one, so the 8K means it won't be killing the uh, the, the Apple laptop or my honking desktop computer. Uh, this one's just 6K, so it's a little more manageable. Okay. Once you get beyond four, it kind of gets yeah, crazy. It? it does. Exactly. Uh, like, like when I uh, when I uh, do the movies for my for my home server, like if the uh, the four K, oh the the ten eighty is like uh, like one or two hundred frames a second. Um, the uh, the the regular uh, DVDs are, are like one or two thousand frames per second, and then when you get to the four K HDR, uh, <laughs> the you know the Ultra HD, it's like. Uh, 
20 frames a second. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get this movie done in real time for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might as well watch it while we do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to oh. thank you for watching. Uh, Derek, Hockey D, Joel. Uh, who else have we got there? Uh, Anders, of course, uh, quite early there. Yes. And uh, GT, uh, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, Robert William joined us as well. So uh, thanks, guys, for joining. And uh, we will catch you next week. And together, we will find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you, Lee Moon. <laughs>